Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome to a whiny Wednesday on Sports Day Tampa Bay. You got a bottle? Got lots of... <laughs> or a different whiny. No, dude, uh, not a wine Wednesday, a whiny. I guess I could be considered the same thing. Yeah, no wine here, not a wine drinker. Um, not that I'm opposed to it, but uh, maybe that would help me because I got a lot of grievances that I want to address today. Um, but but let's start with what I think, and I don't really care what anybody else's opinion is, except yours, Steve. What I think is and has been and was this, this past few weeks, one of the best displays of baseball that I've seen and for my money and I didn't pay anything to see him. It, it was, it was high drama. The entire tournament was incredible. Japan beat the United States three to two team USA. And it was just high drama all the way through. Japan was seven and zero. It's their first title since they won back to back book in oh six and oh nine. They're the only team that's won a couple of these World Baseball Classics, which really says a lot about Japan in baseball. And I've been over to Japan one time, and I can tell you the fervor for that sport is unbelievable. Like, if there's one player on a major league team of Japanese descent back in the day, at least, their entire games, you know, if if you had a player on the Yankees or Seattle, right, um, their entire games are, are televised over there, mm-hmm. uh, at least in Tokyo they were. No, really I mean, cool. If, and particularly when you think back to 20, 25 years ago when some of those players started coming over. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, the amount of media that was following those guys. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. You know, I, I remember covering the Reds. This would have been late 90s, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, Shinjo was on the Mets. Shinjo, yeah. And the mm-hmm. amount of media, Japanese media that were at the game outnumbered the, Met, the U.S. Mets and Reds media combined. Combined, I mean, that's, that's yeah. how many and they're they covering one guy, mm-hmm. you know, one guy. Uh, you know, the amount of photographers and writers, and uh, I mean, it was, right. it was like wow. I mean, and this, you know, and, and now it's just even yeah. more. And when you get guys like Otani and oh my gosh, you know. And by the way, could you script a better ending? No, and that's what I was going to get into because I, I there have been some folks recently <clears throat> that I've heard that were kind of ripping the World Baseball Classic and saying, first, first of all, it's not every year. Okay, that's the thing. Like, if you did this every year, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that would be a little bit too much. But um, the the notion that, you know, and there were some players that got hurt, right? Jose Atuve broke his thumb, uh, what is the closer for the Mets, um, hurt his knee in a celebration, that sort of thing. And that's tragic, right, for their, for their teams and, and for the Major League Baseball season, which is about to start. But here's the thing. Um, this notion that, you know, because these players are not playing for their the major league teams, I would say this, and they, I think they asked Otani this after the game, Shohei Otani, about like, is this the greatest you know sort of accomplishment? Now he has not won a World Series or been to one, um, but even having said all that, like all you had to see, whether it was Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Mexico, um, you know the USA, any of these teams, 
you know, the, the national pride, especially those other countries take USA too as well, but especially the other countries. Uh, and, and you have players that are not major league players, many of them, um, on Japan, on, on some of these other countries. And they are just, there is so much pride and, and you have to remember how big it is in their homeland. Like, I can't imagine it's, I think it was, you know, tomorrow in Japan, tomorrow morning mm-hmm. when this game ended. Um, and I, I assure you nothing bigger has, has happened in sports over there since the last time they probably won it. Right. But you're right about the drama. All the games were like that. There were walk-offs, there were all comebacks, come from behinds, all that stuff. And how about this? How about for the ninth inning in a three to two game, in the last batter, you get Shohei Atani thrown against his own teammate, the other best player in Major League Baseball, Mike Trout. It just don't get any better than that, man. It was high drama. Oh, absolutely. And it was funny because innings earlier, you're going, it's going to end up with Otani versus Trout in the ninth. <laughs> and it did with two outs and a one-run game. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They're down three to one, and then Schwaber uh, hits the home run to make it three to two. Um, and you know, it, it it just it was inevitable that it was going. And they had to, he had to get through um, the I guess the NL batting champion Mookie Betts, and then you know finally uh, Mike Trout. And here's the thing, because we don't live on the West Coast, and we don't I don't see the Angels games, but I I do see what Otani has done. I remember when sixty minutes did a story on this guy when he was a teenager. Right, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how he was going to become the next Babe Ruth. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, another Japanese player." I mean, it's like, no, man, the guy throws a hundred miles an hour, and he's a great pitcher, and he's like their home run champion. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, he couldn't do that in the big leagues. Um, yeah, he can, and he has, and he will continue to do so. And there's been no one like him, certainly not now. If you want to go back to Babe Ruth or something like that, sure, he's sort of the Babe Ruth of of, of our modern day, you know, baseball. I've never seen – and, oh, by the way, he legged out an infield hit. Mm-hmm. He can run. Oh, he can fly. <laughs> he can, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just one of the greatest and, – and and I don't speak Japanese. I hear the interviews, you know, the translators and stuff like that. Seems to be one of the most thoughtful, nicest guys in the world, right? Like not an air about him, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, talk about superstar in baseball. I wish – that he played for a team either in the Midwest or the East Coast, so more of his games would be on prime time. I just wish he played you know, for a team night. that would win. You see, you or, see him yeah, in the postseason, or, or you know, even have yeah, a shot at yeah. that. I mean, right? You know, Mike right. Trout and, and Shohei Otani are wasting away in Anaheim. It's crazy. How can you have the two? Literally, the two. I mean, I guess it's arguable at this point, but two of the best players to ever play the game in the same team at the same time, and they don't sniff the playoffs. It's because they keep overpaying. With or without Joe they Madden. keep overpaying for bad free agents, and yeah, and you it's know, tragic. They don't have enough pitching, and I mean, you could go on and on about the Angels' problems. Right, right, and and there's you know, as far as like the World Baseball, like there's there's been people that have said, uh, well, I don't know why they just don't do it at the end of the year. Well, these guys have thrown 135 innings at the end of the mm-hmm. year. You know what I mean? The risk of injury is going to be much worse if you take them out there after six months of going at it, including the postseason. You go, okay, ramp it up to a hundred, Otani, and see if you can get Mike Trout well, out for and, the, for the. And how many players at that point would have been out for the season, injured anyway, and not absolutely, be able to play? absolutely. You know they're fresh, and I mean it's you know it's not spring training, right? Mm-hmm. It's not 
um, get an at bat, you know, get 50 at bats, you know, take a shower after two or three innings. I mean, there's, you're playing nine inning games and you're, you're going full out. And so that part, they really ramp it up and they ramp it up quick. But if they weren't there, they would be in spring training. They would be playing baseball. And yeah, it's unfortunate when anybody gets hurt, but tell me what sport that you're going to attempt and, and that could happen in a spring training game. It's like, well, at least if it happens then, you know, they're playing for their major league. Eh, well, here's, well, here's injuries, the other man. thing. For all those that – and if you don't like the World Baseball Classic and, and don't – That's, uh, that's fine. fine. I mean, that's your opinion. Yeah. And, and like I said, yeah. I – you know, we talked the other night. When it first happened, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I really enjoy it now and love it. Yeah, um, it I, Just like I like the Olympics and the World Cup and, and you yeah. know, those, you know, every three, four years events that are country versus country. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. And to see the fans this year has been phenomenal. That's the key. But for all those that worry about the injury part, were you upset that the Dream Team went and played in the Olympics? Because they no. could have got hurt. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, any of you know any of the the you, uh, NHL players playing in the Olympics? No, they haven't in a couple of years. But do you get upset at that too? Because if you don't, then then where is the you know where's your consistency of it? You know, right. injuries are going to happen. I mean, Blake Snell drops a statue on his toe in the bathroom. Allegedly. And breaks, yeah, and breaks his toe. And, you know, I mean, injuries <laughs> happen all the time. I mean, how many injuries have we heard over the years of guys falling down the steps or tripping over their dog? or Their dog, yes. Always their dog. You know, there's always a risk of injury um, mm-hmm. in anything you do. So it's part of the game. that's not a reason not to play something. No. And, you know, but. But if if you're absolutely against it, that's fine. I mean, it's your opinion. Like I said, I've grown to enjoy the World Baseball Classic a lot more than I, I thought I would. Um, right. And and just seeing the crowds this year, it was just awesome. And I, like I said, See, I, had a, that, I had a buddy went down to Miami for one of the games, and he said it was incredible. It, it is incredible, and that's the difference. The difference is okay. You're an Angels fan, or you're a Rays fan, or you're whatever fan you are, and you're going to one of one sixty two, okay, till you get to the postseason, and. There's nothing really on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, at some point when you get into the final month or the final couple of weeks and you're trying to, you know, make positions in the postseason or whatever, that then then everything, you know, everything ramps up. But it's just one of one sixty two. You go you see these crowds of these world, you know, uh, uh championships and I mean, they are dressed in their, you know, traditional countries flag, their, you know, their passionate on every pitch they're you know cheering in unison like they have so much going on um and it's culturally it's different right like the way they celebrate is different the way they um you know disagree with calls is different i mean like the whole thing is cool and you have and it's not just one country it's you know both of them whoever's playing there's countries represented on both teams in the, in the stadium so it, it takes on a better than world series sort of atmosphere because in the world series you're either home or you're away right there might be a smattering of fans from your team if you're on if you're on the road but basically it's a home crowd for the team that you know that's playing that night at home and in this case it's like a super bowl it's like half the people want this team and half the people want that team and so you're screaming all the time just a great atmosphere man and and you can see you know and these are big time players that that rise to the to the moment, right? They love the big moments, and you could see that happening over and over again. You know who rose to the moment, and he was playing for Mexico. How about Randy Arozarena? Could they get World Baseball Classic Arozarena this year? Because if they do, that dude can't be stopped. That well, dude was raking. We've seen that before in the postseason. 
Yes, we have. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. it in two postseasons. That I mean, particularly the one they went to the World Series, but he was also That's one right. of the, what one of two guys that were hitting the next year in the in the postseason that was short. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we've seen Rand, when when the moment is big, Randy definitely steps up. Oh, he was terrific and made a great catch, leaping catch, took a home run away the other night. And like I said, these games were great, and I'm a big fan, and I'm a bigger fan now because this this past World Baseball Classic was. Was even better, and like I said, you'll never. When you're going to get Shohei Otani against his teammate Mike Trout um, to win it all for all the marbles, and he throws about a hundred mile an hour slider. It wasn't even a fastball. It was like freaking hundred mile an hour slider, man. This guy's unbelievable. Uh, we got. I got more. I got more whiny Wednesday coming up here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you of something I don't whine about. It's called May Electric Solar. And we've talked about these folks. They're going to save you money on your electric bill. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years in the area. Now, there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the made difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all their products. You can uh, conduct on, they conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, all those guys up there on the roof with those solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys. They don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve those appliances. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So while we're on the Whiny Wednesday podcast here with Sports Day Tampa Bay, some of you folks, we've said before, you know, the Bucks Twitterverse. You people. Is, you, you, that's do Steve Dumick. You freaking people. Um, yeah, you people really, really kind of, make things miserable when it doesn't have to be. Um, so so the Twitterverse in, in, in the Bucks uh, realm is sometimes, like we've told before, it's a dark road. There's lots of broken glass. There's barking dogs, barbed wire you can't see, poorly lighted. You know, you're in a dangerous place sometimes. That's the way it was the other night. <laughs> um, and it was it was mostly because... And listen, if there's one thing I know about Baker Mayfield so far, he's a polarizing figure. Maybe not as polarizing as the last quarterback or the one before Tom Brady, um, which was Jameis Winston, but polarizing nonetheless. Like some people hate it. Some people think it's okay. Some people love it. But everybody seems to have an opinion. Well, I want to plug the work of my colleague, John Romano, who wrote a column after he attended Baker Mayfield's press conference the other day. And so I retweeted it, right? Which... Okay, maybe I should have hit quote tweet and then said, "Hey, here's at John Romano, you know, Tampa Bay Times column on Baker Mayfield, blah blah blah." But I just retweeted it. So, proving that nobody actually reads the story or sometimes clicks on it, everybody or not everybody, but a vast majority of people that responded thought I wrote it, right? Because it kind of appears that way. Because there's no name unless you open the story, in which case John Romano's name's top first line. And so John really was, you know, took sort of a pragmatic approach with Baker Mayfield and sort of, you know, the whole news conference and and, and the plan, right? 
And basically, you know, the headline is the one that got the most attention because people only read the headline sometimes. And it was, hey, Baker Mayfield, good luck in Tampa Bay. You're going to need it. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry, but aren't we all sort of in agreement that this is probably not a Super Bowl team that Tom Brady is no longer quarterbacking? I mean, it kind of went with him uh, along with many other players a year ago, like Gronk and Antonio Brown and you know, and so on and so forth. And, and because of the $57 million salary cap hit for Brady, 35 of which million is, is Tom Brady's, they have to pay the bills. And paying the bills means parting ways with a bunch of players. And, you know, you can't re-sign everybody. And so they're trying to thread a needle here and stay competitive in the NFC South with what's left of their core, which much of which is getting older by the minute, guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, et cetera, um, and some of the young core, guys that are ascending players, Tristan Wirfs and, uh, and others. Um, and so, you know, we know what they're doing, and we know that they couldn't afford Jimmy Garoppolo, and they couldn't afford um, Derek Carr. And so the next rung of quarterbacks sort of began with Mayfield, who only signed a, about a $4.5 million deal, $8.5 million if he plays a lot. So it's a below market deal. It's it's backup money, and he's going to be in a battle with Kyle Trask because that's why he came here. But man, oh man, did people take you know this column to task? I'm convinced without even reading it because most of them blame me for it. Um, and I think it's a very I think it's a very reasonable column. I mean, basically, it's like let's be honest with ourselves. You know, now that the signing is official and the news conference is over, it's time to admit. The odds of Baker Mayfield becoming an elite quarterback in Tampa Bay are not great. Heck, they're not even good. That's not criticism, by the way. Merely an observation based on evidence. The history of the NFL and current condition of the Bucks roster. What part of that would somebody take issue with? I mean, it isn't likely because we have a, a ton of examples of quarterbacks that are still trying to land places and squeeze one more year. Um, you know, Geno Smith was the outlier, right? Like Geno Smith is the guy that, you know, was a high draft pick in the league a long time, you know, was the backup in Seattle. They trade Russell Wilson. He ends up battling Drew Locke, wins the job, and lo and behold, he has a second act, you know, and he's he's older than Baker Mayfield by substantially, but, um, you know, he's the NFL comeback player of the year. That's the ceiling, okay, for this experiment that they're going to do here with Baker Mayfield. And, you know, just because, as Romano said, there's some glitter on this crump, crumpled up resume that Baker has. I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he's the former number one draft pick. He did win one season in Cleveland. But it certainly, certainly doesn't mean that, you know, Baker is a lock to do kind of what Tom Brady did a year ago. You know, uh, he's not making a ton of money for a reason. Um, he's here because... He's got to beat Kyle Trask out for a job. Well, you know, Kyle Trask isn't necessarily the kind of player that everybody's, you know, clamoring for to lead their team to a Super Bowl. Um, So, you know, the Browns have given up on him. We know what happened in Carolina. He went to the Rams, did something extraordinary there. They didn't bring him back. It's his fourth team since last July. And history would suggest that, you know, the chances of him hitting it out of the park – are are remote and and John goes into the whole history of guys like Sam Bradford and Blake Bortles and David Carr 
and Sam Darnold and Griffin, Robert Griffin the third, RG three, Joey Harrington, Mariota still bouncing around. Remember Jamarcus Russell, former number one overall pick. I mean Trubisky, Wentz, Jameis Winston. You know Vince Young. Where do you want to stop? Right? There's a lot of these guys that had flashes, flashes of success early in their careers, and they were high draft picks, and, and their organizations invested in them. But maybe because of the organization, or maybe just because they weren't good enough, they didn't reach the potential of where they were drafted. And that's all John is saying. I, I, it's not a prediction necessarily. It's just a cautionary tale. You know, it's chances are it's not going to be the fairy tale. There's very few, few of those around, you know, and he even says, I'm not saying it can't work or it won't work. I'm just saying it's not likely to work. Anybody got a problem with that? Really? I mean, it's not likely. Give me the odds on the Bucks going to the postseason, winning a division championship, and, and maybe a playoff game. I think I think they're pretty remote. At this point, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we haven't seen a game, you know. And we don't know what's going to happen in the draft. We don't know what's going to happen no. with other free no. agents and cuts later and stuff. So there's still lots of things to be determined before oh, sure. we get to the season. Yeah, and then before you, you get know, to January, injuries or lack of injuries in in your team and in other the teams. teams in your division can affect things. That's of right. Course, but that's right. But I mean, this isn't three years ago when Tom Brady came walking in the door, and then the expectations were you could win a Super Bowl, and it turns out they right. did that year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's anybody's expectations with Baker Mayfield. No, and nor do they have the the. I mean, and you know, it's not a secret the goat in the room here. But there's a lot of salary cap space that was spread out over three years. They don't have the players they had for Tom Brady. You had Gronk coming in. You had, uh, you know, Antonio Brown coming in. Um, you know, how many guys over the last three years from Julio Jones and Kyle Rudolph and, um, you know, I mean, guy after guy after guy, and then free agents resigning here, you know, because of Tom Brady. It, it's just that's not this team. That team – was one of the oldest teams in the league. This team needs to get much, much younger and needs to get younger fast. Not saying he can't do it or that he won't do it, but it's pretty damn unlikely because, you know, history tells us it's just difficult to do. If they were so certain that Baker Mayfield was A, going to win the job, and B, knock it out of the park with this group of people, this group of players, rest assured he would have gotten more than a one-year deal, you know? Because let's play it out. Let's say he's unbelievable, Right. Let's say they win the division, maybe a playoff game or two. Hell, they might. Let's say they go to the championship. Baker Mayfield's a free agent next year. Well, you better try to lock him up because he's going to basically say, I can go anywhere I want now. You know? So if you were so confident that, no, he's going to be great. He's our guy. We're going to do great things together. Then you might assign him to more than just a $4 million deal where he could make $8.5 million for one year. You know? His model is Geno Smith. He wants to replicate what Smith did, which was, you know, and it was different circumstances, obviously, but got him in the postseason. They didn't win the division, but got him there. Um, and then he got his, you know, three-year, $90 million contract. And he's set. And he's got a ball club that he's going to be with for a long time, or at least two or three more years. Now, they may draft a quarterback, five overall. They may take Anthony Richardson from Florida. But... That's sort of what Baker Mayfield is hoping for. He's looking for opportunity, and he's looking to win. Because if he wins, he gets more opportunity, both here and elsewhere. Um, why would anybody have a problem with that? You know, 
And then, and I won't call out names, but you know who you are. Then somebody wants to link an, uh, an older column that John had written as if this was, you know, freezing cold take back in 2019, right? Saying, in essence, you might want to cut your losses now and, you know, let go of Jason Pierre-Paul and let go of Indomitian Sue and maybe find a trade partner for Shaq Barrett because this ain't working and there's, there's no reason to think it will. You're going to have to kind of rip it up. Well, at the time, that wasn't a freezing cold take. If you remember, Jameis Winston was on his way to a fifth year of failure. He ended up, you know, throwing a pick six on his final in his final game. They were seven and seven, lost the last two games at home against the Texans and the Falcons, neither which were very good, and the defense stoned both of them. And and so at that point, you know, Bruce Arians was brought in here to save Jameis Winston. So when that didn't happen, when he threw, you know, 30 interceptions or whatever and 33 touchdowns, it was like, okay, so Arians is gone, or not Arians is gone, Jameis is gone, and Arians has to start over. So if you're going to start over, start over. You know, why not get some assets for some of these players that are, and they were at the end of their careers. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul played a little bit the next season, right? Um, did You know, they won the Super Bowl a year later. But they did it because Tom Brady showed up, not not for any other reason. Um, so it's just it's funny to me. Like, really, we're gonna go down that track. We're gonna look at all the freezing cold takes now. And I shouldn't get involved with any of this. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. I'm just having a whiny Wednesday. Um, but y'all are smarter than that, right? Y'all can read stories. You don't have to just look at the headline. Well, look at the right? context. I mean, it was written yeah. in October, the end of October, 2019. I think it was right before the trade deadline, essentially. Yeah, I think it was because that's what they were talking about. Hey, mm-hmm. maybe you should trade some assets for future draft picks where you can get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, because isn't that because that's what everybody does? If you know, if going into twenty twenty, if you want to look at the context of it, does anyone believe that team wins a Super Bowl if it wasn't Tom Brady quarterbacking it? Hell no! Uh, Give me of, a of the available options, the available options that year. Right. Well, unless you're, unless you're, you know, if you're, if you're bringing in Patrick Mahomes or Josh yeah, Allen, but, but they like, weren't of the guys that were around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, keeping Teddy James Bridgewater Winston. winning a quarter. Yeah. yeah, Teddy Bridgewater keeping Jameis Winston. Right. Do you think they won a Super Bowl? No, absolutely not. There was no evidence that he was ever going to win. He hasn't won a playoff game. He hasn't been. He's not even a starter. Mm-hmm. He's in his ninth season. He is, he has accepted a backup role to one of the most durable quarterbacks in New Orleans in Derek Carr. You know. That's what he is. The NFL, as Bill Parcells always said, I don't have to tell you who you are. If you're in the game long enough, the league will tell you who you are. Right? And and there's a lot of those guys out there. I think the I think the book is still open on Baker Mayfield because I don't think he was with in fact I know he was with a horrible organization. And some of his problems were, were self induced and he's admitted that. Mm-hmm. Um and others, I mean, I'm sorry. But these quarterbacks, you know, you need a little bit of luck and you need to maybe not go to the first top team in the draft because Cincinnati, I'm sorry, um, Cleveland had gone 3-13, and 1-15 and and was only the second team in NFL history to lose all 16 games before he arrived. And he took that mess and in three years had him in a postseason, 11 wins, and a wild card win over Pittsburgh. That's doing some stuff, you know. And it's sort of like, and he is very polarizing. Like I found that just in the short time he's been here, like people, there are Trask people and there are Baker people. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of people who don't like either one. 
Um, but most people fall in one of those camps. So, but yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, revisionist history all the way. Like you, you have to take things in proper context and not go, Oh, that guy was wrong. Look at a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, I mean like, Hey, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about what's the context at the time. And that's the proper context. And I think this is too. Show me the example, especially with this franchise, where a free agent quarterback has come in here under these circumstances with a team that's in transition. Held, this is very similar in many ways to what Josh Freeman experienced as a rookie when they gutted that team with some veterans, including Derek Brooks and work done. And, you know, they said, go get them. And Freeman actually did his second year, won 10 games, but it, it, it's not, it's rare they didn't make the postseason. Um, there's a lot of pieces going to be missing from this football team. And the ones that they have, they're being counted on to play a lot of football and not get hurt. And that's, that's not, you know, part of the game is injuries. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a good column. John writes good column. He writes opinion. It's his opinion. And you're welcome to, to take it up with him. But I think the general tone of some of the, the complaints and things or what I was reading was, all right, you just got the town and now you're going to rip the guy. Now you're going to tell No, it's really not what the column says. It doesn't put it on Baker Mayfield. I, I have said this. If everything is better than I imagine it will be, he has a chance. And if, if Kyle Trask beats him out, it's even better for the Bucs. I, mean, I was asked this question on um, Spectrum Sports. I do this thing once a week for them on the Bucks, And one of the questions was sort of like, well, who do you think the Bucks really want to win the quarterback job? Right? It's a competition between Mayfield and Trask. I didn't answer it this way. I'll tell you what I said, but I should have answered it this way. Whichever one can win. <laughs> That's the one they want, man. I mean, really, this is what this is about. It's about winning. It's not now, ideally, if you're just gonna paint like the dream sequence, Kyle Trask, despite having thrown all of nine passes in two years in a regular season game, comes in, lights it up, wins the job, and why? Because you have two years for with him under his rookie contract remaining. He's a young quarterback that you actually developed the right way. You took two seasons, you didn't play him, you didn't rush him. And so if that plan works right? You embrace the heck out of it and go, yeah, look how smart we are. We knew we could play all along. We, we took the right path. That's why we drafted him. That's why we sat him, you know, and we've, we've got control of him for two more years at a rookie deal. That's the ideal situation for the Bucks. I don't think it's going to happen necessarily. We talked about that, but you know, if they were going to root for an outcome, because here's the thing, Baker Mayfield can win the MVP this year and he's a free agent. <laughs> so, you know, I would imagine he'd want to stick around where he had that success, but there's no guarantee, you know, whereas you're in complete control of Kyle Trask. So just something to think about. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Finally, we'll wrap it up on this because we mentioned it at the end of yesterday's podcast. Mike Bray, the former Notre Dame head basketball coach, men's basketball coach, was 
thought to be or reportedly uh, expected to be a strong candidate or maybe even somebody that the USF Bulls were going to hire as their men's basketball coach. Now comes word, I guess, uh, is it ESPN, Steve, where he says that he's going to take some time and probably uh, work, try to get some work in television. Yeah, instead. he told ESPN he interviewed for the job here and was not offered it, and he said he's going to take some time off and pursue work in television. So, Interesting, interesting. This is one of those where, you know, I, I thought the football program would have done well to have um, not gone down the same path they went, you know, before this, which is with a, a young ascending coach. I thought maybe that the change it up a little bit on the football side and find somebody with some, some wow, you know, to them, even if it was an older coach or if it was, you know, um, somebody that, you know, was just, just out there that had, had a little gravitas, a little name recognition. Um, and they didn't do that in the, in the instance, in the case of basketball, I don't, you know, I don't know that a 68, 69, 70 year old head basketball coach is going to inspire people to enroll and play basketball at USF. I could be dead wrong about that. I mean, Rick Patino is going to say, well, they at St. John's though. Yeah. At St. John's, they will, because it's a national championship coach who coached in the big East for Providence. Um, and so there's, you know, he gets to stay in New York. Like, there's a lot of boxes that you check, and there's mm-hmm. already instant recognition. I mean, I think Patino could go anywhere, and and people will be fired up about it, even at what seventy, which looks great by the way, but seven years old. Here, uh, I just, I, I, I'd want to find that guy, and I know they won't, you know, like necessarily be able to get, you know, the guy from FAU or whatever, you know, like whoever the upstart Sweet Sixteen upset Sweet Sixteen. Um, coaches, but man, I'd be tempted to you know try to find somebody that's on their way up that can recruit and work and and wants to play in a bigger conference and you know be challenged and all those things more than I would somebody that's seventy years old. That's just me in this hire, at least. Finally, I saved the worst for last. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning lost to Montreal, but it not all was lost, right, Steve? Uh, no, not all was lost. Although I thought the Lightning didn't, I didn't think they played poorly. It wasn't their best game, mm-hmm. but. Um, the goalie for Montreal uh, played very well. Lightning Terrific. just didn't score enough. I mean, they lost three to two, but not all is lost because the mm-hmm. Panthers lost, so that lowers the Lightning's magic number to twelve to clinch a playoff berth. Combination of twelve wins or and, and twelve twelve you know, points wins so, and lost twelve yep. points, and they've got ten yeah. games remaining. Right, and it's almost down. a virtual lock. I mean, you'd have to go on a death spiral to not make it. Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, the Panthers now are the the team that they need to eliminate. It was the Penguins before. Now it's the Panthers because that loss. Uh, the Lightning go five and five, and you're remaining ten games. Yeah, uh, I think the I think the Panthers have eleven games left, so they would have to go like nine and or ten and one. Yeah, essentially to tie you. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's it's not a lock yet, but it's, you know, until you have that X next to your name as clinched. That's the key. But, yep. you know, it, it's, it would take a monumental something happening for the Lightning not to clinch. So. And they've been here before, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, John Cooper spoke to that and said, you know, my, my biggest goal right now, there's one, make the playoffs, get in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then everything else you worry about after that. They know they got the goaltender, they know they got – you'd like to be playing well, you know, you'd like to have, but, but, you know, 
Also, history has, has taken President Cup winners that were playing terrifically and got them bounced in four games. So, mm-hmm. again, you know, it, it doesn't – momentum's a, a, fun, a fickle thing. You can switch sidelines really quickly and or benches, and, and so there's really no guarantee. It's what you do when you get to the postseason with all their experience and everything. But, yeah, I, I thought they played okay and, you know, probably deserved at least a point. But, you know, they ended up gaining on, uh, you know – for the magic number so that's that's a pretty good thing all right so tomorrow uh submit your mailbag questions we got a bunch of those we haven't gotten to yet i promise we will um you can do that on twitter at sports day tv you can reach me on twitter at nfl stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com thanks for listening to whiny wednesday (laughs) and maybe be a, a weekly section what do you think or is that too many w's um but we'll see but uh for steve bursnick i'm rick stroud of the tampa times have a great day everybody 